Hello and welcome back to the Lenny John Rose podcast. I'm Ash Edwards. And I'm Charlie Lenary. This podcast is brought to you by journalism students from the University of Central Lancashire. For more content, follow at UConn Live and at UConn Journalism on Twitter. Joining the three of us this week is Paul Turley, a long-time friend of Len's. The pair went to school together and Paul was one of the first people Len told, about, uh, told his diagnosis to. Len, firstly, how have you been this week? Um, okay, um, my voice seems to be going a little bit. I sound um, a little bit more drunk than usual. But that kind of um, comes and goes, so I'll be having a plenty of sips and see how we go. Firstly, coming to <laughs> coming to you first, Paul, um, what's one of your best memories together? There's far too many, really, to, to pick a best one. Um, basically, the relationship with Len's spanned back over the last 40 years now, and um, most of the time it's been full of, full of laughter, really, from school days through to socialising together as young lads, and then even now as we've grown older together with everything. Um, yeah, there's been ups and downs, obviously, along the way, you know, private lives and Lives and what have you, but majority of the time we've had together, I think it's all been about fun and laughter, and a lot of it's been messing about, really. What, what about that day that we went to watch um, Blackburn versus Newcastle? How about that for a highlight? Yeah, that, that was quite a scary day. That was a lot of fun. Um, you've just signed to Blackburn then on schoolboy forms, haven't you? And, yeah, 14, yeah, I was. Yeah, 14, 15 year olds. Newcastle had got Kevin Keegan back playing for him and, and what have you at the time, hadn't And um, it was a big draw to go to Blackburn. You could get tickets because of your signing for the club. So we went and um, watched the match. And then after the match, basically got attacked by Newcastle fans because of you being black and me being white. Indeed. Yeah. Fun days, mate. Sorry, Fun mate. days. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Chased around that. So we found my dad in his car and was picking us up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that wasn't a fun memory. <laughs> what about uh, you, Len? I know you just, just mentioned, you know, one there that's maybe not, not, not too good, but uh, is there any that, that stand out massively for you? I, th- I think, like Paul says, there were so many. I think that in school, really, we got to a point where we recognised that a school was a place to meet up and wind up as many people as we could. Um, and that's really the teachers. So, yeah, we had quite a lot of laughs. We um, sort of had a conversation to see how quickly we get thrown out of class. I think that was about five seconds our record was for that. Um, things like putting our hands over the bell or setting a fire alarm, generally just a laugh every day. And like Paul says, that hasn't really changed too much now. So is it fair to say that the pair of you were thick as thieves and have been for a very long time? Just just thick, really. Yeah, it was really was, but... Um, it has carried on right to today, 
completely. Sorry, Everyone sort of enjoys our humour. So, I don't know. We've had um, pints thrown over us in town. Stuff like that. Slapped the odd time. But generally, generally he's taken his spirit that he's meant. You've been friends literally since you were you were you were younguns. Paul, what was it like for you um, being one of the first to know Len's diagnosis? Almost every day. So um 
I'll probably speak to him more than members of my family. So it's like I had this everyday week. I didn't sort of know anything about each other. And I kind of felt that it's weird that he had the right to know. Um, it was awfully hard work, always, always, always. It was a dreadful day. I remember it very, very, very well. Um, quite vivid, really. Um, but like I said, it was there were sort of two or three people who we had to tell. Um, Paul being one, West was another, Nade's mum was another. And uh, I think they were the sort of the first three people who knew. So um, it's quite a lot to put on someone, really. Um, you maybe don't put it on people who you don't trust. Um, I suppose, in a way, it was maybe easier to tell him and Wesley, knowing that they wouldn't tell anyone else at all. I like I said, from the offset, the whole point of it was um, trying to shield the children. And I know that I trust implicitly. And so I was able to do that. But uh, yeah, it was tough and tough for him as well, yeah. So when it came to, you know, kind of you, you were thinking, right, I've had this diagnosis. I don't want to tell my children quite yet. I want to still, you know, protect them from, from worry. Did you and Nade sit down and have a conversation about who you were going to tell? Because for Nade, I imagine it was, it was devastating and she would want to tell, you know, have someone to talk to about it that wasn't maybe necessarily you. Did she, apart from her mum, did she tell anyone or was it all kind of on lockdown? Um, I, well, she probably told one friend, but I don't know, know that for sure. Um, she's more proud than I am, so... We'll try to keep it all in within and deal with it in her own way. So um, she may have maybe told one, but like I said, I couldn't swear to that. We certainly never discussed who we were going to tell who we weren't. It was a case of um, we'll keep quiet for the kids. But like I said, I chose to um, tell who I told for the right reasons I thought. I mean, so Paul, you you know you, you mentioned sort of the difficulty of of coming to terms with it, but eventually, you know, how did you cope once you did come to terms with the diagnosis? It, was it kind of a case for you where where you could speak about it, or was it a case of just being there for Len? Totally being there for Len was was the only thing I could think about. Um, we discussed everything about it very openly, you know, to each other. You know, ever since I've asked him hundreds of questions, he's given me answers. He's, you know, spoke to me about things that he's wanted to get off his chest, particularly in the early days, because there were only so many people that knew. Um, and I fully respected and fully appreciated why I wasn't telling anyone at early doors. Mainly, you know, needed the protection of. Of, um, his children and of his mum, basically. Um, so that's why it was, it was kept very, very quiet. But yeah, I tried, when you said to him on the early days, I'm not going to smother you for anything you want. You just tell me what you want and I'll do it, sort of thing. And tried to offer him that support in that way. Um, it was difficult keeping it quiet, um, especially because I'm quite close to Fran. 
we were further down the line, but I couldn't tell him, which seemed, you know, deceitful, but it wasn't deceitful because I was doing what Leonard told me to do, and we knew the reasons why we were doing it that way. Um, but I didn't feel bad when I wasn't talking, being honest with Fran, but we've spoken about that since, and Fran understands why, and everything's fine with it. Um, I think, you know, we see how Lenny's with things today and how well he speaks about things and how how much he, he gets on with things and does what he does and, you know, all that's to be admired as we know. Um, I think his most difficult times, I'm sure that Leonard agreed, was when people didn't know about it and he was getting his head around the, the diagnosis himself. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 no, um, so, go on. Yeah, and he decided that we're going public with things. Um, again, he judged that the time was right. I think that judgment again was small. Um, it, it was that again. It, it was just it was getting. It was a, when it came out to me, it was. Um, I don't know. It was a difficult time again because I got a lot of sympathy, believe it or not, because it was my bit. Everybody, everybody then knew what, what we'd sort of been going through. Um, in our mates, in relationship as mates or what have you. And, uh, and to actually have them saying it out loud, publicly on the radio and that was, was really, really tough. And, and believe it or not, he ends up coming round to my house to support me. At that time, you know, that's the sort of lad he is, that's the sort of relationship we've got. Yeah, it's, it's not been easy. <clears throat> Paul, is it, um, did, do you and um, Westy know each other? Did you, have yeah. you know, like, so did you, you know, have chats maybe that Len wasn't privy to, kind of thinking, trying to work through it together? Because you were both put, you know, you were both in quite a similar position, knowing Len's diagnosis earlier than, than the rest. Right, Charlie, we did. Um, me and Westy spoke a lot. Me and Westy were, were mates. We've been mates for a long time. Um, you know, but we did, we'd sort of would speak for a few months, then we'd speak or we'd see each other at a game of golf or Great, uh, a great idea, you know, it's something that um, 
regret adding it's something that should be encouraged for people to use. And how do you feel about Len sort of going into clubs and, and talking about the disease? You know, is it something he did sort of pre um, pre lockdown and that's something that I believe he wants to do post lockdown as well. Um, you know, it's such an amazing thing from our perspective, but what are your thoughts? Well, I've been with him, I've been with him when he did it at Blackburn Rovers. Um, really well received uh, by the Blackburn lads. Uh, dropped a lot of questions from them. Um, you know, it's like a group of young men going together to, to be told that they're going to go and listen to somebody speaking. They wandered in as, as, as they would. And within two minutes, he went off with his mouth and you know, talking through the, the, the presentation. You know, the lads were sat there silently and totally attentive to it. And, um, learning from it and appreciative, I think, for what, what we were listening to, um, you know, to, to spread a message to um, explain to him that, you know, unfortunately, it would appear that football is more likely to um, get more to do with disease for whatever reason, um, and that research to find those reasons and hopefully one day find a cure to it is really important. So to raise that awareness and hopefully raise a few, a few pounds to... Um, input to that research is really important. With Len's background as a footballer, what a better way to, to start spreading the, the you know, the word about it and raise awareness because football's such a popular thing and it's got such media attention. Um yeah, definitely well received when I saw it at Blackburn. Um you know, hope he gets around many other clubs to get get the word out there and uh, it's as well received. Len, do you do you think that, you know, for you by going into clubs and, you know, in the early days, helping your your closest friends to to get cope and understand the disease more. Do you think helping other people in that way has helped you come to terms with your diagnosis? Um, I sort of, I'd love to say, yeah, it does, but no. Um, no, not at all. Um, I kind of, it's where people kind of... Um, confused the way I am sometimes with arrogance, if you like. But I'm kind of just an all-round good guy. And that's it. I do stuff. It does, that is it, though, isn't it? It is. And I kind of... I just do stuff because I think it's the right thing to do. Um, so, no, it doesn't help me with my diagnosis at all. Concerns, I'm fine with it anyway. Um... I just feel that it's the right thing to do. Simple as that. And I I kind of do very, very little that I don't think is worthwhile. Um, whether people agree with that or not, I kind of don't really care. But I do things always, or mainly, because I think it's the right thing to do. Unless I don't like you, and then I'll do whatever. But um, usually it's got sort of good good intentions really now I don't know about you Paul but us guys here know Len loves a good glass of wine once all this lockdown is lifted will will the two of you be, be going out for maybe a glass of wine or a cider we will we will be meeting up and having a, a glass or two of whatever um, bottle or two mate <laughs> two or three we've missed out on a few things while lockdown's been on, um, social events that we would have been together at. So we'll definitely be making up for it. Um, 
talking with a few of the lads with Wesley and Fran as well uh, because there was one or two things like I said that we missed out and so plenty of time to make up for and we will do our best to, um, to do that oh yes oh yes I'll be dancing on tables <laughs> that's it that's two things for you for your to do list after lockdown now then Gotta go for a, a glass of wine and and Nando's. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah. same time. Every chance, mate. Every chance. The list, the list is going longer and longer by the day, mate. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's a it's a great place to end on this week. Uh, thank you to Len, Paul, and Charlie for joining me this week. Feel free to message us on Twitter. Our handles are at AshEdwards2000, at CharlieNero and at LJohnRose. And for more content, please follow at Live and at JournalismNewClan on Twitter. Please stay home and follow the advice we've been given. Thank you to all the NHS staff and key workers for what they're doing in these challenging times. Stay safe and we'll see you next week for another Lenny John Rose podcast. <laughs> <laughs>